Welcome to the People-Powered Community Podcast, where we dive into the inspiring stories of go-to-market professionals who have leveraged their skills to create strong and lasting connections within their community. Get ready to be inspired and learn how you too can harness your business superpower for good. Hello, and welcome to the People-Powered Community Podcast. I'm your host, Leslie Greenwood, founder and CEO of Chief Evangelist Consulting, and I'm here today with my good friend, Paul Abdul. He is the Global Director of Partnerships at .CMS, and welcome to the show, Paul. Thank you so much for having me. It's uh, nice to have you on a chat. I don't know. I know we've talked many times on Zoom. Um, I don't know if we've had a one-on-one chat just you and me before, though. I don't think we have. It's always been something you were helping out the community with. Yeah, or we were and slacking. And slacking <laughs> and back and forth. That's right. Awesome. Well, it's great. We've known each other, I think, um, probably for the full three years. Because I think you've been a Pavilion member before I was a Pavilion member. So probably yes. more than three years, almost three and a half at this point. And uh, Paul was a, a channel facilitator in our sales process channel for a while. So I think that's the group calls that we were, we were on. And I know we just kind of chatted back and forth and uh, I see Paul's book in the background, which um, I was happy to celebrate at one time. So maybe you'll tell us about that too, but I guess tell us a little bit about who you are, what you do, how you got here. Wow. Well, that's a, that's a long story, but I'll, oh, I'll be brief. Uh I, I've been doing all sorts of sales stuff, partner stuff, um, joining people together in associations and networking uh, for a long time. I think I, it, it might be even hereditary because my mom was that type of person. Okay. And uh, I've, I've worked in the technology business in various shapes and forms uh, for a long time now. I can say from the 90s. And if I want to age myself, I took a course at university and then I took it again because Microsoft was invented and they came out and I decided to take some of those spreadsheet and word uh, processing stuff. So um, I've been around there and I've always been in the business of communicating with folks and helping them figure out the challenges they're having and, and going from there. I think that's something I um, went to B2B MX this year. And there seemed to be a lot of partnership people at um, yeah. B2B MX. Um, and so I think that what you just mentioned is something that partnership people are inherently good at, or it's a skill you need to have in partnerships. I guess, educate me a little bit, Paul. Sure. You know, it's, it's interesting you say that because people have told me you should probably do this. And I ignored it because I, you know, I wanted to be the boss. I wanted to be a C-suite person um, and go there. But what I found is that, you know, in a CRO position or a VP of sales position, I was spending so much time with partners and on the channel side because they would generate more business because they had a team behind them that then amplified our messages or they could reach more people. So if I you know, taught the folks to fish, they would fish and bring it back. So it was a way of extending myself. And I, I play team sports. I'm still a volleyball player. And I, I know uh, the power of a team is way better than one person. So that's, that's really why I did it. Frankly, it was a, a little selfish early. It was easier. It was fun. So 
maybe there is something natural about it, but I, I think it was just fun, uh, you know, because to, to work with all those different people and to hear their perspectives gave you different stories. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now I'm going to, I'm going to either call myself out as being very forgetful or incredibly remembering speaking since you have like a elephant foot in your background. Um, <laughs> Aren't you coming down to Dallas for a volleyball tournament? Is that this year or did that happen last year? And I already forgot about it. It is coming. And in fact, that kind of alludes to my superpower of reaching out to you. That's why you know about it. Uh, because it's going to be in your town. I'm playing in the U.S. Open in the seniors division. That's right. I'm still going. <laughs> my knees are hanging in there. So um, I'm playing for our Canadian team. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Well, I'm going to definitely, you did not allude to all of those like super fantastical facts when you told me <laughs> I might be playing in a volleyball tournament in Dallas. Um, would you like to meet for coffee? Like you did not tell me that this was like the Canadian U.S. Open team. Well, it's a, it, it's somewhat of a big deal. When I say that, the the players were great at one point and uh the ante is people were probably one of their better players on their college team, but there are a lot of Olympic and pro ex Olympic and pro guys there. So for me, it just, it gets me out of bed to work out because mm -hmm. I, I have to be in better shape than them just to survive. Okay. Well now you've enticed me that I may even come to your game. Cause I'm, I'm intrigued to see <laughs> what, what this happens. So awesome. Well, when we finish hit stop recording, then you're going to need to tell me if you know your dates yet so we can, make our plan. So actually that is a hundred percent, a great uh, lead in to your superpower. So give us, give us the, give us the details. Yeah. So when you asked me about that, I, I stopped to think and really uh, a few people have said this to me and I, I didn't realize it about myself at first, but it was a combination of things. It's showing up, but to show up, you also have to make the appointment sometimes. So there, you know, uh, a wise man once said that uh, people remember who were at the wedding, not who sent a gift. Mm -hmm. And so I like to go to the wedding. And so for me, um, when I became, I was part of this association called Explore a while back, um, and I became chairman of it. It was fun. And I was traveling throughout the U.S. and Canada. and. I said to the person who was the administrator at the time, I said to them, can you uh, tell me who's in the town I'm traveling to? Because I want to reach out to them and have this mini event. Why shouldn't we? And it bugged me that people didn't want to do that. I said, I'm coming. I'm, I'm going to buy drinks. I'm going to do this. And so every once in a while, after I tried this about 10 times, probably three out of 10, somebody decided to show up and we, we had some fun or we, you know, and this was pre-taking selfies and Instagram and posting everything. So we were just showing up and I, and I thought it was great. And when I always promise somebody, if you're coming to Toronto, I'm just west of Toronto. I will make the time to see you. Even if I just go to the airport see you for 30 minutes and leave. I'm going to do that. And so that's uh, something that I think people don't forget. There's a, there's a feeling about it. There's a trust. Uh, and I, I just, 
think it's great. And you know what? It's kind of funny. My boss asked me the other day, what energizes you? And I think that's one of it. Mm. Those things like meeting people, uh, going out, changing your environment. I know you like to go to a coffee shop now and again. Mm -hmm. It just gives you a little bit of uh, pep in your step. Yeah. Yeah. Well, how do you, how do you remember all of that? Like, how do you remember that you, uh, like, I mean, it's literally just weird that that your volleyball came into my brain, but like, oh, that I, you know, I've talked to so-and-so about this and I've talked to so-and-so about that. Like, how do you keep track of all that? So I'm not the greatest. I, I got to admit, sometimes I have to jog my memory or look up something on the person. But what I do remember is to do it often. And what I mean by that is I actually have a calendar invitation for myself Tuesday and Thursday morning, eight o'clock in the morning, both of them, book a meeting with someone you haven't spoken to in a while. Just random. Mm -hmm. And so it, it could be someone all of a sudden you saw on LinkedIn the other day. It could be a Facebook person. It could, it could be just something. A lot of people are getting new jobs all the time. LinkedIn's made it brilliant uh, because all of a sudden somebody just pops into your notifications or something like that. You say, oh, it'd be cool to talk to that person. And so I make that a, a discipline to do that. And every once in a while, you can help each other out, talk, and then you refresh your memory on what they're doing and hopefully you can help each other out. Yeah. I'm actually making a note about that right now because I, yesterday on my morning journaling, I wrote down, um, you know, who am I going to connect with? Like who else am I going to connect with or have coffee with, et cetera. But I hadn't put action behind the intention. So if I once a week at 8am, perfect time, like who, who am I going to meet this week? Um, now my goal has been to have coffee with someone um, every week. And I was really good about that for about four months. And now I've gotten a little bit less good at that, but um, that is something I'm going to add that to my calendar list because then I'm actually going to execute on it. And you know what? You don't have to be perfect. So think about it. If you did that two times, I'm going to say 50, 48, depends on how much vacation you take. Mm -hmm. That's a lot. That's a hundred a year, right? So if you if you did 70, that's 70 more than most people are doing. So uh, people, you know, will often say that to me. They'll say, well, thanks. Thanks for reaching out. And you know, actually, who, who actually named it, who coined this phrase, the free hello. The free so, hello. The free hello. So this guy I worked with, I, I'm, I apologize. I can't name his name right now. But um, he was an IT guy, right? You know, you've got that IT guy in the building that, helps you with your computer, getting some app going, something's broken. So it, it went like this. Good morning. How are you today? Oh, good. How's your weekend? Oh, not bad. Oh, can you fix my computer? So he, he was used to this and we joked about it. And so the, the reason he told me about this is because Every once in a while, we had lunch at the same time in a lunchroom on this fifth floor of this building. And he said, Paul, you say hi to me and you don't ask me for anything after. You give me a free hello. 
And I said, what a great idea, a free hello. It's crazy. I don't want anything from you. I'm just saying hi. People actually say that sometimes when we're, I reach out. Do you want something? Is there anything? No, no agenda. I was like, oh, okay. I can talk for 15 minutes about nothing in particular, and we'll, you know, something might come out of it. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to use that with my kids. So I don't know what, if how you old your children are, but mine are, you know, 17, 19, and 22. I know if it starts with, hi, mommy, I love you, Ooh. it is not a free hello. Right. <laughs> there is a request for something coming after that, which usually involves money. So I'm going to tell oh, them yeah. after this, I'm going to need a lot of extra free hellos or free I love yous. That are not attached to the wants that I've been getting from them. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. Yep. Should definitely. uh, I have a couple of those kids. You do? Yep. Yeah. They're they're 19 and 21 too. So right there. Same age. There's always like, um, I put something in the Amazon cart or, um, you know, can you send me a little money? So how did you find this superpower of just like always showing up? always like thought, well, mostly we're not, no one's perfect, but you know, showing up and, you know, being that person that's like, yeah, Hey, I am in town. Remember I told you I was coming. Like, how did you find that? I, I think what happened is I was working with a, a gentleman at this one company and he did it. And I, I went with him once in a while. It was an informal mentorship mm-hmm. where he, he said, you know, I, I like how curious you are about this thing. Why don't you come to this thing with me? And I noticed him doing some of these things. And I said the same thing to him. How do you remember that about that person? And I, I'm not sure if you watched uh, Devil Wears Prada. Have you seen that? And the person Long time ago, yeah. The assistant goes around and does all the research and gives them the information prior to them seeing something. But that, you know, the lady there, right, she had an assistant. This guy, he did it ahead of time. And so he did this research and he said, I think these people are going to be there. I got to remember these things about them. Anyway, but there was this show up thing. So then there was events, there were association things. And he said, you know what? I'm I'm going to go to this thing and I may have no business to talk to these people about at this time, but uh, I'm going to be like water on the shore. Like I just mm-hmm. keep showing up mm-hmm. and eventually somebody's going to go in the ocean. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of, kind of what his thinking was. And so I said, so it was really learned. I don't mm-hmm. know if it was, and, and I think if anything, uh, I was comfortable doing it. Mm-hmm. So if we're going to call it a superpower, it's because I, I learned something that I could execute as opposed to um, me just doing it, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. It's funny. I love your water on the shore analogy because what I was thinking of, a literal drip campaign. <laughs> right. <laughs> the visual just came in. I'm like, that's a drip campaign, except for not a drip when it's the whole water on the shore. Well, I would say, it is, <laughs> I mean, yes, you may, you've learned it, you've, you've honed it a little bit, but you also, it, you've got to have some of it come naturally. Cause what we were talking about this before, just like completely out of the blue. I'm like, when you, 
told me your superpower. And I thought this is exactly when I don't remember what was happening or why you DM'd me or something, but we were talking. You're like, Hey, I'm going to go to Richmond, Virginia. Do you know any or something? I don't even know. And I'm like, Oh, I know somebody there. Do you want to meet them? And so like I introduced you both, you and Dwan Brown, um, over Slack probably, or, or email or LinkedIn. And I never heard anything back. And then all of a sudden, three or four months later, I see this LinkedIn that like, Hey, look, we got together. I'm like, that truly is like, I can definitely testify that you do what you said your superpower is. Cause I've seen it. That's right. And you know what? Sometimes it took a while. So my, my last company, uh, their headquarters was in Richmond, which I, which is why I said, the, are there any you know, wow. folks there? Mm-hmm. And, and you, uh, introduced me to him and he's a fantastic guy. And he actually does it as well, interestingly enough. Um, and so it, we were we just had to be in the same place at the same time. So we tried two or three times. Uh, he's got a lot of children too. So I think it's like four kids, so he's a busy guy. So he works out early in the morning. We He actually came from a workout to meet me at breakfast. He's like, 7.30? Okay. So that's the other thing is I think people say, oh, well, how about between 10 and three? No, hmm. if somebody meet them where they are, right. You know, you got to eat breakfast, get out of bed, you know, you go out of your way and, and do that. And people remember. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what are the things you have to do to keep your superpower fed and nurtured? Got it. Well, first of all, the discipline of doing it. So I'm a calendar guy, calendar driven, runs my life. Uh, But also when I think about I'm going somewhere, that's why Dallas, I I know people in Dallas. uh, I've never met you in person. I said, who's in Dallas? And I ran it through my LinkedIn and found, I'm like, I'm going to ask all these people about it. Uh, I haven't asked anybody else yet. So just to let you know. Okay, I feel okay then. Okay, good. You're number one. And (laughs) from there, I'm going to work it out because I want to make sure, uh, you know, you don't want to overextend yourself because the the worst is not showing up. So uh, I want to make sure that uh, I I get my schedule tight and do that. But that's really what it was. Is And and it, it kind of goes back to that association day where I had this person who could give me that list. Here's the 20 people that are you know, within 20 miles of where you're going to be. And so I, I do the same thing. I, I kind of think through that. I say, who, who can I meet with? Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, the other part of it is, is when, when you're on the road a lot too, uh, at one point I was a ton, it's nice to meet with somebody mm-hmm. and not just eat by yourself in a hotel or a coffee by yourself. Why not meet with somebody? Yeah. You never know. Um, what's going to happen? I've done a lot of crazy things. In fact, in Dallas, I, I actually can two step. I went there once, and oh. you know, I wasn't wearing cowboy boots. But <laughs> an old partner of mine took me out there, so that was fun. Oh too. my goodness! Well, I've not, I've yet to do that, so you are okay. you are ahead of me. Um, okay. I definitely do the same thing. So, like when I travel, and I don't travel a lot, but if I go to a conference. You know, I'm looking to see me right. at the conference, but I'm also just like, hey, you know, if I go to Phoenix, I'm like, hey, MJ Patton, Joe Venuti, what are right. you doing? Let's go have coffee, you know, or whatever. Like, I'm always trying to find, you know, somebody, but I have also fallen prey to what you're talking about is like, oh, it sounds really exciting to meet all these people. And then you get there and you're like, oh, I just need to mentally rest for a while. And so it's like mm-hmm. that balance of how many people am I going to meet? 
And uh, when am I going to meet them? And then put that in the schedule so that you feel really good about it. Yeah. And you know what? It's good to meet with more than one. So maybe two or three of them don't know each other, but you invite them all to a, a happy hour and all of a sudden they made new friends. So yep. that's okay too. No, that's If you're that type of person, not I, some people like the one. Oh no, I like, I, I love a group. I mean, that's just, you know, <laughs> mingling at that, that kind of where I'm, where I know people, not where I don't know people, but if I know people, right. I, I love that. Um, well, I think this is going to be a very easy question and for you to kind of bring this all around, but obviously I met you through a community and then, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, you've kind of given us some examples on how you've used that to build your own community. But, um, how would you recommend people to use that as they think about, um, you know, community, maybe they're not traveling all over, but what are some tips you would give them for that? Oh, it's interesting. I've thought about this a lot uh, because uh, essentially what I'm talking about is a kind of a friendly networking, Mm -hmm. if you really think about it. Mm -hmm. And so uh, these students at this one university in Toronto, every once in a while, I'd speak to them about networking and I did a lot of research on it and I think it's about trying and everybody can do it. Right. So people say, okay, an extrovert can go in and do this. You, you don't care. You'll go talk to anybody. Yes. But there's techniques when you're live Mm -hmm. and introverts are actually better networkers, statistically speaking, ironically in ways. There you go. An introvert. and because they, they get into deeper conversations, extroverts are like butterflies. They're just kind of everywhere, but they don't get deep. They, they, they do it with volume, but they don't do it with is the quality. So it's a little different. But for me, it's it's trying and it, it takes different forms. So from a community aspect in an event, you can build it because uh, everyone's in the same boat. If you go to a trade show and you might see pods of people that know each other but there's always one or two people that don't know anybody Mm -hmm. so you can create your own by being the catalyst for that conversation and do it same thing online i think you know we saw it at pavilion uh, on these slack channels and some of the dinners people not everybody's out there doing this not everyone's super comfortable with it but if if you take one person with you and and help them, I think that's good. And one-on-one, I think just about anybody can have a conversation. If someone's not receptive, it's their problem. It's not yours. Mm-hmm. So I, I always look at it that way. Yeah. Well, you're obviously a, a master networker. And although I hate that word, I hate the word. It's like networking has such a negative connotation these days. So it's like, I liked your, when you called it friendly networking, it's just, I mean, it's honestly meeting people and having a, you know, a thoughtful conversation with them um, is really what networking is. And because it just brings up for me, it's just like, like, okay, sorry, the 1990s networking, right? So I have my, my, uh, my cards in my pocket. I'm going around and I'm shaking people's hands and it just feels so, that feels so uncomfortable to me. So like this new kind of networking is just a, a different beast than what, you know, maybe you and I were used to back in the day. It, well, it reminds me of a funny story. I remember a friend of mine starting their company. I still tease them to today. 
uh, he and his partner walked through a room with a box of business cards, just, hi, I'm Steve. Here's my company. <laughs> and then they kept going around and I still tease him today. And now he's the, you know, he, he was one of the early founders. He's the CEO today. He's doing well. Um, and he, and he laughs and said, yeah, I was a rookie. That was, I was just, it was kind of guerrilla marketing, but it, it's, you know what, there's, there's nothing wrong with it. The difference is, is that people are, they don't feel the sincerity, mm. you know? And, and, and I think it's, if you really care, when I say care, like you don't have to make best friends right. and, you know, long term, um, you know, acquaintances, if you will. But the point is, is that uh, everybody's got a story. Mm -hmm. Everybody has some little quirky thing or i mean you didn't know i played volleyball i've been playing for you know since i was in the seventh grade and it, it's a good story and you know you, you you have fun and uh there's there's also things that are are fun about it uh you know if you go to a conference and you know it's happy hour everybody's trying to get to the bar but there's people in the way why not be the person that helps people get to the bar? Why not? You know, <laughs> the most uh, popular my, guy my, in the room. I I had a CEO that called the beachfront property. So I I said that's where I sit. I sit at the beach and I wait for people to come to the beach and say, <laughs> come on in to my beach. <laughs> that's awesome. That's awesome. Well, I am very uh, blessed to have been part of your networking circle up to this point, and I have so much enjoyed this conversation. And I am really looking forward to when we meet in person and have our coffee, it will be amazing. There you go. And uh, kind of bring this, uh, bring this full circle. So I really appreciate you sharing your superpower on just showing up and uh, sharing your story with our guests today, Paul. You're very welcome. Thanks for having me. Of course, of course. So of course we know, I know we can find you on LinkedIn if the you know algorithm decides yeah. to sh show us to you <laughs> uh, or you to us, but uh, anywhere else that they could uh, find you. I am an early social media adopter. I'm on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, but LinkedIn is good. I think it's probably the place I'm most active. You're not on TikTok yet? I am not going to do it. I'm going to be a non-TikTok person. I posted my first TikTok this week and my kids are cringed out. So yes, I have 252 views. I'm feeling super popular. So that's pretty good. Maybe that's where you know, we're going to go next. You know, it's funny. Uh, yeah, my my niece was joking about my LinkedIn. Wow, you have a lot of people on LinkedIn. And one of my posts, you know, there was like twelve hundred views. She said, "You're legit, Uncle Paul." I'm like, <laughs> so thank you. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Well, I appreciate it. Thank you so much, everyone, for joining for another episode of the People Power Community Podcast. We will see you next week. Week off. Thank you. Thanks, Paul. Bye.